0: Jamie Vierhing with Sinclair Broadcasting with a new edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border.
1: Our colleagues down here telling us what's happening. I take this information back to my colleagues in in the state of Idaho and share with them really what the dangers are, the threats that, that we're seeing down here on the border.
0: His name is Kirian Donahue. That's Sheriff Donahue from Idaho. That's right, Sheriff Donahue from Idaho was at the Border Sheriff's Coalition Conference in the Valley of Texas just a few days ago. Should people care what goes on out here?
1: People should care because, you know, what comes through these borders is not going to stay here. It's going to end up in their backyard.
0: As I quickly found out, Texas border sheriffs are not the only ones dealing with the effects of the cartels and smugglers. Their tentacles now reach deep in the heart of America, tentacles that many believe will not only take advantage of more immigrants coming in when Title 42 is lifted. That is the Trump era COVID policy that denied entry to immigrants, but it may also keep Border Patrol and other jurisdictions way too busy to catch drugs coming in on parts of the border that will be left unattended come May 11th when some 18 to 19,000 people, according to the Biden administration, are expected daily to enter the United States. Uh. Sheriff, how did you end up thousands of miles away from Idaho?
1: Well, this issue really affects all of us, right? Whatever happens on this border, even our northern border affects, affects us, and Idaho has a northern border, of course, with Canada. But for me, I've been coming down to these meetings regularly for the last seven or eight years. And uh, the reason is because our colleagues down here telling us what's happening, I take this information back to my colleagues in, in the state of Idaho and share with them really what the dangers are the threats that that we're seeing down here on the border, the victimization on both sides of the border, and then really collectively try to build a plan because, again, everything that comes through here lands in my jurisdiction. And we're really kind of a depository for the cartels. We have a lot of cartel activity, in Mexican cartel activity in, in the state of Idaho, especially in the Boise region, the Treasure Valley. And so we're not just a depository anymore. We're now a distribution point. So we have a lot of uh, Hispanic gangs, a lot of activity who deal the narcotics for the cartels, outlaw motorcycle gangs who deal the drugs for the cartels and that violence associated. So. Really, we're all in the same fight is what it is. And then I'm also the vice president of the National Sheriffs' Association, so I represent them as well.
0: How crazy, people are gonna watch this and go, Idaho?
1: Yeah. Yeah, So the
0: tentacles really do reach far.
1: Yeah, it's it's literally, even on the northern border where I've done some work with our, our colleagues up there, and I've been up there and spoke to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they're seeing the same things we're seeing, just on a smaller scale. But that's really accelerating over the last few years. So I go up there and visit with them too, bring this type of information as to what you can expect, how you can start building your programs to address this threat. And so it's very, it's a collective effort. But Idaho, no, really, no state is immune. And you know we have so many people from uh, Arizona, Texas, uh, even California who move into Idaho, and that they understand what we're up against they've seen it down here right and so but everything the school systems your medical systems your judicial system everything is affected in idaho by what's happening right here and that and it doesn't matter if you're talking the immigration aspect or again the victimization right that stuff is so important and then we're having those same victims appear in our jurisdictions and so we have to put resources to that rightfully so and try to protect these people but then the fentanyl is just really hit us hard in the state of Idaho. Our governor, I'm on a task force for the governor to try to bring an awareness of the danger of fentanyl because most people, unfortunately, just don't really realize what we're up against with the fentanyl and how dangerous it is. And so we're seeing that. So really, when you start talking about all these things, there's a strong nexus. And that's why it's important for sheriffs like myself from idaho from from whatever state you want to name we should be down here having these conversations working with our colleagues on the border no matter where along that border and then taking that information back to our jurisdiction to share it with our with the people that we're sworn to protect
0: may 10th at midnight yes turns into may 11th yes ma'am what are you going to be doing because they're talking about as many as 18,000 people coming across the border daily.
1: Daily. Uh, we're not sure. We're, that's a lot of the conversations why we've been here this week, as you probably know. It's kind of the doomsday scenario. If we get to that number, we're praying, I guess, that we won't get to that number. I think that we're going to have to brace for it. When you look at, uh, again, all those social economic services that we, we provide as a community, as a, as a local government, we're all going to have to brace for that impact because it's going to affect everyone somewhere, somehow, right? That, that influx. And again, it doesn't matter if it's just a judicial system, but you're going to have this the health and welfare system, the social economics, uh, where are we going to house these people, you know, where's the children going to be? It's, it's, it's dramatic.
0: And they do end up up there because I've seen a few stories. What's your big industry that a lot of people end yep. up working mm-hmm. in under the table?
1: Uh, agriculture. So both farming big dairy industry in my state, uh, especially in my jurisdiction. I'm, a, I'm manufacturing and agriculturally based. We're right on the western side. Our, our border is, is Oregon and our southern border is Nevada and you know in, in certain parts of Idaho. So we have a lot of industry it's a lot of areas rural, where people can kind of get stashed away unfortunately uh, again at the direction of the cartels they're very very well established in my state and so you don't just have stash houses you have uh, sex sex trafficking, human trafficking and we're we're doing these cases on a daily basis already we're already working these cases think of we're having that kind of an influx come May 11th and I think what's going to happen and I'm hoping what happens is the American people say look we've we have to do something. And how do you force Congress to act in a, in a manner that will make a substantial difference? And I'm not talking Republican or Democrat, but bipartisan. There has to be something done to, uh, to address this issue because I just don't think we can sustain it. And, uh, and you know, you can't blame people for wanting a better life, right? But there has to be a system, and we simply, uh, it, it simply doesn't exist right now. And so we're bracing, I don't have a great answer for you. Yes. Uh, maybe we should talk May all.
0: I am <laughs> gonna ask Ryan. you your number and yeah. I'm gonna call yeah. you and say what what do you see? Yeah, I, because they do end up moving them. They do.
1: Everything goes into the interior.
0: Okay, so when you're talking about the cartels, yeah. which ones are you seeing have tentacles in your area? Uh, Is it uh, Sinaloa.
1: Yeah, Sinaloa and Jalisco New Generation. Those are the two primaries in, in my jurisdiction, and it, they're very well known up there, and they're very uh, they're very well versed. You know we. Those of us that are sheriffs, we didn't—we weren't always the sheriff. We were working in the streets. We were working on task forces. We were working narcotics. We've been battling this thing for decades. It's just reached a level we've never seen before, and with, with synthetic drugs that we've never dreamt of, and then that creates more and more violence, more territorial uh, territorial beasts between the uh, between the gangs, right? Who's going to be pushing this? But. When you come down to the cartels, there's two significant, Sinaloa and Jalisco New Generation. That's who's in my area.
0: Crazy. Okay. Anything else I didn't ask you that you wanted to add?
1: Um, well, okay, yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, we're, we're here, you're here with all of us, and you're talking to a wide variety of sheriffs across our nation, really, mostly on the southern side. But what, what we don't see is we don't see the... Like whether we're talking about fentanyl or whether we're talking about Mexican cartels, their ruthlessness, their violence, and their, how, how their business model works. They really don't care about anything but the money. And I think the, the Achilles heel to all of us in all of our states, whether we're standing here in Texas or in Idaho or, or Minneapolis, wherever we're, we're talking about, is those people just don't realize that they're already among us. They've been establishing this distribution, these distribution points, literally for decades. They're very entrenched. They, they're very smart. They have a great business model for themselves, and it's very hard to infiltrate. And I think that's the Achilles heel to the American society, American people. They, they've had blinders on for so long, they just don't understand the significant danger that they and their families are in, whether their children are at schools or what have you. It, it's there. And it's time to hit the pause button and take a look at it and listen to the experts and say, we do have a problem and we have to address it collectively, right, as, as, a, as a nation to address this. Because, unfortunately, these people are not going to stop. The money is too great. The money is just overwhelmingly large. That that's that's going from America to Mexico to the cartels, and you can say as, as far down to China, Southeast Asia, who's supplying the the, uh, the liquid ephedrine, the uh, fentanyl, all the all these things that we're dealing with. Whether it's Mexico, Central America, Su- South America, it's coming from people who allegedly are our partners. They're not. So. I think we just have to have these candid conversations. I think uh, I think we're way behind the eight ball.
0: That's it for another edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. We wanna thank Sheriff Donahue, whom I'm sure we will be speaking to after May 11th. From the Valley in Texas, I'm Jamie Virgen for Sinclair Broadcasting.